Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. everyone. Today I have a quick episode on five reasons you are not a bad writer. I decided to talk about writing um, and some of the issues and concerns and limiting beliefs that come up when it comes to doing our own writing because I recently launched my blog so if you go to gradschoolfentering.com slash blog, you'll see that I published my first blog post. This one is on how to write a personal statement for grad school. That's one of the topics that I receive kind of I request for advice on all the time, especially right now it's grad school application season. Lots of folks are like hitting me up in my DM and my um my email inbox asking me, do you have any tips for how to write a personal statement, how to write a personal statement to apply to McNair, how to write a personal statement to apply to grad programs and so on. And so I figured, okay, aside from the podcast, I want to be able to put something in writing to be able to share with others. And um, I published it. It, it went up this week and um, I was thinking about how I have been wanting to have a blog for so long and I never quite did it because of so many fears and concerns and limiting beliefs. I kept thinking, well, you know, who am I to write a blog? Who's going to want to read what I have to say? I'm not a good writer, you know, compared to X person, you know, I'm comparing myself to other people or um, imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon kicks in. Someone's going to think that everything I'm saying is wrong. My worst critic is going to come in and in the form of a troll and attack me. Just all of my fears and, and concerns when it comes to my own writing and my own insecurities would come up. And it reminded me how I haven't been writing that much ever since I got my PhD in 2016. Like I'm not or I hadn't been writing consistently. And I think a lot of it had to do with being trained to write in such a rigid academic way that I lost my creativity. The creativity that I had growing up as a child, as a theater kid who loved to write and express herself. I wrote poetry, I wrote short stories, I wrote plays. And um, recently I've been going through some of my old documents because I'm getting ready for my, my move abroad and, and trying to kind of condense and sort through old materials. And I found some old plays, some old poems, um, some old pictures of me doing theater. And um, it just brought to mind how I've lost some of that. And I'm trying to decolonize myself, unlearn some of the things you know, basically like I was taught the rules so that now I'm in the position where I can break them and I can write from a place of, of power, uh, from a place of um, knowing that my voice is valid and hopefully being able to share that with others and to motivate others to also pursue their own writing if they've had similar concerns. So 
right now, since it's a this is a short episode, I was trying to think of five quick things I could mention, like reasons to tell you why you are not a bad writer. Because trust me, most people think that they are bad writers, but it's actually not that. There's a lot of other things underneath those thoughts. So the first reason I would say you're not a bad writer is you're not a bad writer because you haven't gone necessarily gone through the writing process. So maybe you were never taught of writing as a multi-step process. So perhaps you've only really written papers for your courses. And that was a last minute draft that you wrote the night before it was due and you submitted it and you received feedback and you thought, wow, like my writing is terrible. But if you had, um, if you had considered that as a process, as this is just my first draft or my zero draft, what's a zero draft? I call something a zero draft when I'm just putting words on a page and it's not necessarily even coherent. It's messy. There's no real paragraphs. It's just ideas on a page. That's my zero draft. Um, first draft is like the first time you're starting to put ideas together into paragraphs, it's readable, but it still needs work. It still needs revision. So there's multiple steps involved in writing. You know, the first step is, again, putting ideas on a page. It's the pre-writing, the free writing, the brainstorming. After that, getting a first draft. After the first draft, receiving feedback from people and working on the revision stage. And then the revision stage may take a couple of drafts before you get to the editing stage. And the editing stage is where you are looking for, you know, grammar concerns, syntax, any errors of any kind. You're trying to clean it up, um, get it ready for for publishing or for sharing widely. But I remember as an undergrad, not necessarily being taught writing as a multi-step process, only submitting first drafts or even zero drafts and feeling self-conscious about my writing. It wasn't until I started thinking about it as a multi-step process and seeing how my writing could develop when I allowed myself to go through the multiple revisions. Even when I went through revisions and saw the final drafts, I was like, oh, this is not me. This is, this is not my writing. It's just because so-and-so helped me. But in actuality, it was my writing, it was my words, it was my revisions. And um, I just want to remind you that if you're struggling with thinking your writing isn't good enough, consider the multi-step process. Allow yourself to go through that process and see where your writing goes from point A to B to C to D from step one, you know, zero draft, brainstorming, free writing, step two, first draft going through revisions, step three, more revision, step four, editing, um, and so on, and the cycle continues. So that's your first reason why you're not a bad writer, is that you weren't necessarily taught the multi-step writing process. Okay, reason number two, you're not a bad writer because have you ever actually seen people's first drafts? So maybe you are not accustomed to seeing other people's first drafts. How many of us actually share our messy drafts with other people? I remember this happened to me in grad school while I was taking coursework. My our, um, professor for a class that I was taking, I don't know if it was intentional or what, but 
they decided to assign one of their articles. And instead of giving us the published article from the journal, they sent us the draft, the, the early stages of the draft of that article. And I remember reading, I was already accustomed to reading this person's work that had been published and I thought I could never write like this. This is just so academic and theoretical and like advanced, I could never do this. But when I read the, the draft that they sent us in, you know, for coursework, my jaw dropped because it was so different and it clearly was the first draft. I saw, I found errors, some things didn't necessarily make sense. And I was like, wait, is this is the same person writing this? <laughs> that blew my mind. That exercise of reading someone else's first draft blew my mind and made me realize maybe I'm not that bad at writing after all. Maybe I just need to do whatever they did to get their writing from this stage to the published um, version of it. So that's reason number two. Maybe you're just not used to seeing other people's first drafts. Reason number three, you probably don't have access to an editor. And here I wanna talk about academic writing and editing and um, even editing in like creative writing. There are editors for all kinds of things. And what do editors do? Um, a variety of different things. They may be reviewing your writing and giving you feedback and for in terms of the development of the writing. So developmental editing, what does that mean? They're going through your writing and giving you feedback more for re revisions, the content, substantial revisions. Then there are editors that review it for line editing. This is when something is closer to an end stage, closer to publication. And they're just going over it to make sure to clean it up, that there are no errors, no typos, no anything, fixing kind of some, some maybe common issues that you have in your writing. And we all have, you know, things that that we know that maybe we struggle with. Some of us struggle with spelling. Some of us struggle with commas and punctuation of some kind. Some of us struggle with syntax. Some of us struggle with everything and that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad writer. You just need that support from an editor and a lot of professional writers, creative writers, academics, they have editors that they hire to help them when they're publishing. A book, for instance, they will hire an editor to review the book um, for these types of issues or, you know, to, to help clean up the writing. Okay, reason number four, you're not a bad writer is maybe you've never gone through the peer review process. So you haven't gone through the peer review process. You haven't received input, input and feedback from experts in the subject that you're writing in. Why does this not, why is this a reason for you not being a bad writer? Is think about how your writing would develop further if you did have access to that, if you did allow yourself to go through that process, if you did get feedback from folks who know what you're talking about, and then you applied their feedback, you went through their comments, you made the revisions, you, um, reviewed you know whatever suggestions of of readings to incorporate your ideas everything that they they are offering you would help you further develop your writing so if you haven't gone through the peer review process you haven't received that type of input and feedback you don't even know where your writing could potentially go all right 
last reason you're not a bad writer is you might not have been taught to embrace your own voice. And instead, maybe you've only been taught to academic writing rather than creative writing. For so many of us, we think we're bad writers because, you know, let's say in my case, I grew up, you know, English was my second language. And so I've always had that voice inside of my head telling me that I don't know how to read and write English properly. And so because of that, I'm not a good writer. And I know that's, that's not true. That's not valid. Um, but I hadn't had anybody uh, in my life who taught me to embrace my voice as it is. It's not like my friend's voice. It's not my, like my colleague's voice. Some folks have very different voices and I love them and I love reading their work. And maybe I don't always love what I write and how I write it, but that's my voice and I'm you know, learning to embrace it now. And so, um, that's one thing I want you to consider is like, in what ways have, have the ways that you naturally kind of speak and write been perhaps um, discouraged or um, censored in some way, shape or form by academic writing. Maybe you're more of a creative writer. Maybe um, you, you know, there's a different type of writing style that that suits you best and you haven't yet discovered it or you haven't yet been given opportunities to pursue it so um, if you are able to embrace your own voice to learn the rules like I did to to break them um, you know it would be an opportunity for you to learn that maybe you're not a bad writer after all um, so if you're interested in getting more writing done, if you're getting kind of a little bit stuck or dealing with writer's block, think about these reasons, consider what things you can do to kind of strengthen your writing and your voice, and then go ahead and do it, put it out there. You, you know, you may get constructive feedback and if it's useful, go ahead and apply it. If it's not useful, then you can go on about your day. Uh, but don't let anyone or anything make you feel like you're a bad writer and like you don't deserve to put your voice out there. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode. And I will talk to you all next time. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anchor page, or Venmo account, which is at Grad School Fem Touring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram, sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at eventmartinezvu.com. Until next time.